Oh. Be a time to get real fucked. I'm sweepy. It's time to get turned. Bonus episode of We Bought a Mind. But it's don't still know what we're talking about, oh. so I don't know what intro. Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Weep on a Mic, where we have just recorded our best albums of the decade, consuming a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and we are turned, we are truly turned, and we've decided that now is the best time to record Drew's mystery bonus episode. Yeah, I have to get up in four hours, but Drew, like pulled out a gun at the end of the last recording and was like sit your fucking ass down you're not going anywhere he put on his clown makeup i tweeted out uh some of y'all are cool don't go to pod this this monday night so i'll (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for being here on we about a microball poker podcast where we every week we talk the best in film and tv and question mark question mark question mark (laughs) Or should we say, welcome to the first annual Wabamis. I'm Ernest. I'm very perplexed Hunter. And I'm your host, <laughs> Drew Dietzen. And uh, what you guys have just stumbled into is the first ever We Bought a Mic official movie award show. Executive produced by Friend of the Pod. Where... All of the categories are, are the actual categories that you would want to see at an award show, but you don't. All right? Okay, so we're giving out nominees and winners? No. Here's, here's how this is going to okay. work, okay? I've, I've devised all of this because that would be too much time, and we only have like four hours. <laughs> so I've already devised the award names and the nominees, but here's how we balance this because it can't just be like the Drew Awards, of course. That would be too good. Um, I'm going to list out the award name and explain it. And then the nominees, you two are the ones who both have a vote on the pick. If you both agree, that is the winner. I have no input. If you agree, if not though, if you both have different answers, I cannot put in my own answer if it's different from your, both of yours, but I will be the tiebreaker to your votes. Okay. 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 So I would say that's pretty balanced. How many nominees per category? It depends. It's pretty Oscar-y, though. Uh, minimum five. Five-ish. Ma- max of, like, eight. Okay? All right. Uh, and, of course, for each winner, we have a miniature golden sculpture of Scoop McNary <laughs> with his giant hog out, a.k.a. What? The Wabami. <laughs> I don't want to see his schlong. I, I do want to see yeah, his I schlong. Yeah, I thought that you would like this. <laughs> He's in a wheelchair. So it's, it's okay. It's flaccid. It's still huge. It's still fucking massive. It's just it's soft and it's hanging down his leg. The appeal of Scoot is, is it, that he doesn't have a massive schlong. He has a medium sized <laughs> schlong. All right, we'll agree to disagree because I think that guy is a massive dick, but he is really bad at sex, and hey that's man. a that's a big difference. He hey had man, two, size is relative. He had two daughters. That's what I tell to my girlfriend every night. Yeah, he has a massive dick. I'm know, like, uh, yeah, well, I hold this marble up, then it looks. Yeah, like the size of the marbles. He has so I don't a, know what he you has a huge penis, you know, like six inches. So that's how it's going to work. <laughs> I have taken the liberty 
of using our corporate credit card to make uh, in upwards of 100 of these trophies, even though we do not have even close to that amount of winners. Um, the rest of them will be for future years. So we have to keep making the pod. All right. How many, how many total awards are we giving out here? I'm not going to count, but it's, it's not too many, okay? okay? This is a surprise for you guys, and you guys, I can tell how happy you are. Just by the way, I am truly ecstatic. This My is, eyes are taped open right now because you would not let me leave. I don't give a shit. Studio. I don't give a shit about your. I have to wake this up. This is a Patreon exclusive for you boys. Well, well it's Hunter, only you could leave, and then I would decide. Yeah, that's every the thing. Is, fuck you. You don't get to win. Exactly. So you <laughs> cannot leave. Okay, lock the doors. Um, as Marin would say. Lock the gates. It's the Wabamis, motherfuckers. So here's our first category of the first ever Wabami Awards, which will be... I just got to say, I'm excited. Thank you. I did I just put... happened to say that I'm... it's just an honor to be here. Thank you. You're right. It is. For you. <laughs> For just you. It's an honor. Um, me and friend of the pod Colin also had some input into these categories and nominees which is very important. Yeah, he's getting executive producer credit. Definitely. Definitely. How does it feel to be the Jimmy Kimmel of this podcast? It I mean it's all I've ever wanted is to be the, the Kimmel of this podcast. All right. Could be worse. The first award is the Jaleel White Award for the best scene-stealing comedic actor in a movie that is not a main character. So the most scene-stealing side character in a movie this year. Here's another rule. If you guys want to introduce a nominee that I have not included, you can do that, but you both have to agree that that is the right choice. And in okay. that case, that will be the winner. So, I have I have an idea, but I want to hear the nominees. So I just to be start. clear, this is only 2019, because we just recorded oh, a whole no, 20, no, no. 2010s podcast. <laughs> I didn't do that much work. This is of the deck of the <laughs> of twenty nineteen. This is of twenty nineteen. Okay, so the Jaleel White Award. This is very prestigious to have an award named after Jaleel White because he is the most scene stealing side character in history. Because two years later, they revolved the whole show around this motherfucker. Okay, so your nominees for most scene stealing comedic side character: Billy Lord as Gigi in Booksmart. Very funny. Archie Yates as Yorkie in Jojo Rabbit. He was great. The little fat yeah. boy. Tony Hale as Forky in Toy Story 4. That's a good one. That's really big. Billy Eichner as Timon in The Lion King. You could say he was almost the only watchable part he, of the movie. Yeah, that is true. And Zhao Shuzhen as Nai Nai I... in The Farewell. So... So, are you saying that somebody like good are you saying that somebody like mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is disqualified because he's in too much of the movie? Yes, because he's a lead. Okay, definitely. I mean, if we're just going pure scene stealer, then it has to be Nai Nai. Yeah, I agree. I think that Nai Nai like borderline deserves an actual Oscar nomination. Although for I love Forky, I love Tony Hale. I that mean, was amazing. for I me. literally I jack off into my. Forky doll. Okay, what? Every night because I love this him so was not much. in my vision for this award show, Hunter. What <laughs> well, are you that, doing? That's just a, a well, plastic stop, sport. Stop talking about sexy sports. <laughs> I yeah, right, I shouldn't yeah. have brought him up. I knew he was a trick. No, God, we're we're giving fuck, it to dude. we're giving it to Nai Nai. Sure. That's an easy one. The thing is, it wasn't my personal pick. However, I am very happy that she wins. She wins the first ever. <laughs> Uh, never a Golden Scoot Hog Award. 
Wait, you're going to send this old wait, woman a giant golden schlong? Okay. First of all, Nainai is not just this old. Nainai is epic, and she would think it was very funny. Wait, so so who was your pick out of those? Was it Billy Lord? Uh, call it recency bias, but I thought Archie Yates was a revelation. Archie Yates was great. Well, the he... only the only issue is that the lead, Roman Griffin Davis, was also really good. So I think if you're going like a per capita, he might be higher up there for me. Yeah, but, but I, I can't tell Nina, you guys how to vote. Nine I left more of an impact on me. Yeah, Nine I may have won that movie. So the next the next award is uh, Colin EP's personal favorite award. This is my idea: the Leap of Faith Award. Okay, this is for the movie moment. That best exemplifies a huge ask for the audience to stay on board. Meaning this is not a positive award. This is a negative award, okay? This is the movie moment of the year that you were most like, all right, really? Like, I'm supposed to really stay, like, on board with the movie after this point in the movie? Your nominees. Number one, Detective Pikachu, colon, Ryan Reynolds being the kid's dad the whole time. At that point in the movie, you're like, okay, (laughs) You know what I mean? That that is a really good that like tells you what you need to know about okay, this award, yeah. right? Next, us, the Lupita switch at the end. That's a big ask. You could say that it paid off, but it is a really big ask. Well, to I, like, say that I that... like this award because it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Next up, long shot. Seth Rogen goes viral for coming on his own face, <laughs> then becomes the first gentleman of the United States. Pretty big ask. <laughs> Next up, It too. Richie has been gay the whole time, and he's been in love with Eddie the whole time, oh, apropos gosh. of nothing. Big ass. That doesn't right? deserve any award. That's a leap of faith, though. That's it's a big leap of faith. To, to expect us to just be like, yeah, absolutely, he's definitely gay. Next up, Joker. Arthur Fleck getting invited to go on De Niro's late-night talk show that everyone watches, when the only proof that he is entertaining is the fact that he is deranged very clearly. In that video. That's a big ask. I would say the biggest in that movie. Which has a few big asks in it. Next up though. Glass. The whole movie. <laughs> so I, I have one that's similar to I want to submit a nominee for consideration. That kind of goes along with what you're saying about Glass. If I can have the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up? What's your nominee? This is Hunter's nominee. My nominee is it's similar to that. It's Matthew McConaughey and all of the beach bum. All of that is you're just like, okay. Here's the thing, though. Here we Based go. Based on what I've heard, that whole movie is a bit of an ask. Yeah, that's but, the point. But it's, also, it's, the thing is, that movie pays off more than you could say Glass pays off. Where well, so all is of this Glass, entirely like, a negative okay. thing, or is it just a big ask? It's, it's pretty negative, but not inherently negative you know what i mean like but it, it does kind of have to be something that you were like y- you really like you you clocked it in your head when you were watching you were like all right they're expecting me to stand board even if you did you were like i don't know about well, that. Then i'm gonna that refute case- i'm gonna refute the beach bum nomination because the first poster that dropped for that movie it let you know exactly what the hell you were getting okay, into that's fair that's fair so that so means when that i went into no that longer movie, a nominee unfortunately so, okay so in that case so i'm gonna that's how it works. i'm gonna work out my thought process out loud and i kind of i throw away i or i discount the stuff that's a big ask at the end of the movie so ryan Reynolds is out lupita's out because i think that's more 
of a thing wherever it's a big ask at the beginning of the movie and then you're just like, Well, I guess I just gotta yeah. buy in now. Because I will say this is a really packed category in my opinion. This is one of those Oscar things where you're like, Man, anyone could win. Because there were a lot of big asks this well, year in like pretty good movies. So if I was going to give the award to something that was truly like the big the the most unbelievable thing that it had that the movie had to hinge on yeah i would give it to joker Mm -hmm. that's pretty big but i feel like i have to go with it too because it was the most like what the fuck this doesn't matter yeah and well the thing with that is also it doesn't even at the end of it it doesn't matter at all it doesn't add up to anything yeah that's i I, that's what i was the movie has to it's trying to make this statement where like it didn't set up any of those themes or those ideas at all in the beginning and then it just introduces this like oh yeah by the way they're in love yeah and it's like and he wants to fuck eddie and you think (laughs) you get the idea that he's like that the movie is trying to get you to care about it but it's so late in the game yeah, I mean, I get your idea about it being this last minute thing, but it too is that's not pretty... about a homosexual relationship. <laughs> that's the thing. So that's that, what I was gonna that say that was... could be in the beginning or the end, and it would have the same impact on you because it has no impact. It has you. no impact at all. Like, and that is the thing. I I said that, and then I was like thinking through your nominees. And I was like, well, that wasn't even anything. It's so it's random. Not, it's not Wait, in the book so or anything. Is that your vote as well? Because if so, that is the objective winner, and I cannot even. Interfere. I don't know. I am still thinking about all of glass. <laughs> <laughs> just the idea of a glass. Ma- you know, I'm gonna for for just a battle to take place. I'm gonna vote for glass to think that people Whoa. care about hey, that. There is a secret society. <laughs> there is, is all of that movie is yeah. just nonsense. See, okay, so the true tiebreaker here will be Colin. So the winner is it. Because okay. Colin okay. was personally offended by adding that to a I movie was... and not even giving it weight. Because then you're just adding to an IP to add wokeness without actually being woke at all. Hey, I pointed that out on our It 2 review, yeah. so I, I, I did actually um, agree with that. I just wanted to battle. Glass the whole movie, though, is the a glass strong glass contender. <laughs> My vote is actually long shot because... Yeah, he comes the, on his face. Well, the thing is, that movie was a, a pretty solid comedy up to that point. And then when that happened, I was like, you know what? I don't like this movie. Yeah. That was the only moment in a the movie. Seth Roganism came out in full yeah. force. That was literally the only single moment in a movie this year where when it happened, I was like, I'm out. Fully out. When With it, I was still in because there was still visual stuff going on. But with that moment, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> he comes on his own face and then Charlize gives a speech that is like, you know what? I come. He came. We all come. Vote for me. And she wins the presidency and he's the first gentleman. Awful, awful moment. Honorable mention. Um, I will say, glass the whole movie. Colin EP hated me adding that because obviously he <laughs> He's is a fan. Yeah. Well, well, also he didn't understand it. Like he was like, I was like, no, it's funny. Like it's a funny thing to say, and he was like, no, I don't get it. <laughs> Colin, notably, like, what do you mean? Glass is like his favorite movie of the year of the decade. So, Colin, guess what? Second place is the one you hated. Anyway, next category is a good one too. Best A24 movie that was not made by A24 <laughs> of the year. All right? So your nominees, feel free to contribute, though. Parasite. Hustlers. Booksmart. High Flying Bird. And Marriage Story. All have 
plenty of hallmarks of an A24 movie, none of which are made by A24. So what is the, the most I, A24 yeah, movie? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to what ask. What is the one to you, before it's, it starts, you're almost just expecting the logo to pop up, but it doesn't. I mean, to me, it's Hustlers. Oh, I disagree. I think that's Marriage Story. I think that's Marriage Story is so it's such a quiet movie. I was between whenever you first said Booksmart, that was that immediately set off a light bulb in my head because it's like a fun kind of a movie. Mm -hmm. But Marriage Story, not it's like that kind of movie that's it could be made for five to ten million Mm dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's a critical darling, and everyone loves it. It's up for awards, and people are like, "Man, it's that little movie that could." So yeah, what, it came what, out for five million dollars well, and makes here's, fifty million dollars. Here's the rebuttal: Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver are too famous to be in a twenty-four movie. You say that, but the Lighthouse is an a twenty-four movie, and as wait, Robert wait, Pattinson wait, wait, wait. Willem Dafoe. What are you talking about? The Lighthouse is not one of the nominees. Scarlett Johansson. No, but I'm saying oh, that is an a twenty-four okay. movie. That's but an, Scarlett okay, Johansson okay. is Black Widow. And Adam Driver is Kylo Ren. Robert Pattinson Ren. is fucking is Edward Cullen. He's Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> Not like yet. But Not he yet. is still like on the paper so an as a- Batman. So a A24 movie, according to Ernest, can have a pre- superhero but not it, a current well, superhero. Even, right. I mean they still A24 <laughs> will have like one or two big ar- ar- people on it like even something like Waves we don't watch it but This Is Us is the biggest show in America Wow. and Sterling K. Brown is That's a good on point. that movie. Okay so but he's in Black Panther very tiny role he's not okay. T'Challa so though what's your pick Ernie? Hustlers okay we gotta mention who's in that movie, though. Jennifer Lopez. J Lo. I mean, do you think J Lo's gonna sign up to make like, yeah, here's like a uh, ten grand, show up on a little indie film? So we have Hustlers versus Marriage Story, and unfortunately, I am the tiebreaker. My pick is actually Booksmart. I was thinking Booksmart because first. that that is the movie that I actually was dead sure was a twenty four until I watched it. Right, and I was like, what? It's actually made by the the literal definition of sub A24, which is Annapurna, but produced by Gloria Sanchez, well, which I, is Adam McCain, Will Ferrell's can I, company. Gary Sanchez. Can I throw in yeah. a Gloria little... Gloria is their female-oriented company, though. Can Gloria I, Sanchez. Oh, can I throw real? in a little, a little coin in the hat here? <laughs> Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little small little indie picture. The winner is Avengers Endgame. The little Endgame. one that could. <laughs> the little movie that could. <laughs> bunch of like d-list actors just like really giving their all it's very art house yeah there's no green screen <laughs> okay so what gets it Booksmart? well no well, i know i'm not i'm literally not allowed to give it to Booksmart because of the rules that i have set in place to protect myself from being too uh powerful in this award show okay so it's hustlers versus marriage story i gut instinct have to say marriage story okay oh okay. yeah because they're both – I mean, I did these nominees, you know, so they're ba- they both qualify. I, yeah. bo- I agree with both of you. However, Marriage Story, the story itself is small. It's very small. Yeah, and that's the difference maker because J-Lo is just as big as Adam Driver or ScarJo. Uh, next up, though, the Michael Mann Award for Outstanding Achievement in Dad Cinema. Your nominees, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, John Wick 3. 1917, which we haven't even seen, <laughs> except for Hunter. You guys haven't seen it yet, but that's the winner. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and Triple Frontier. 
So you guys haven't seen it yet, so I won't say 1917. That is the dad movie of the year, but I know you guys haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we so almost have I, to exclude I, I it. I can't put it on there, right. although I know that's it. And so I'm going to go with Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, it's Ford vs. Ferrari. That was that's, my pick as well. That's the it's, movie that I, as I'm soon as t- I walked out, I texted though, my dad and I was exact, like, you would love this I'm exactly. telling you, though, 1917 is going to encroach on that, but I just know you guys haven't seen it yet, so I well, automatically took it's out almost, that opinion. Because but. movies that are too good almost can't be for No, dads. but it's it's like <laughs> a classic like a war movie that like your yeah, dad yeah, yeah. would like to see. No, I, I, a car I movie is also in the same vein. And, car is one letter away from war. <laughs> In my opinion, in my humble opinion, you're right. Um, The Ford Factory made so me me and Ernest are tied right now for uh, these awards. Ford v Ferrari is the unanimous winner of the Michael Mann Award, which is very prestigious to win an award named after Michael Mann. Yeah, she got a great ass. Maker of heat, maker of collateral, maker of so many good. Yeah, really the the pinnacle of dad movies because they're good, but also they're not good enough. To be like Yo, too don't good. talk shit about heat or collateral. <laughs> I know, but the whole well, fucking amazing movie. No, still, they're not good enough to be too good for Miami a dad. Miami Vice. They're all good enough to be for a dad, but they're also great. He, yeah. he disagree with me. He right does now. fine. He he's does. He rides of, the line. He's the yeah. pinnacle of dad cinema. Next up, though, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I gotta go pee, and Danny's <laughs> trying to come back to do what a mystery hot take. What? Hunter, let's do a sub podcast about the NBA that Ernie can't cut. Okay, what do you want to talk about right now about the NBA? So, I mean, the big news right now is that Luca, Luca rolled his ankle last night. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it looks it doesn't look as bad as it we thought that it did. It was only it's yeah. only he's gonna be out for like maybe a couple weeks max. Which still qualifies him for MVP. Big bummer. I did have some uh breaking news though. The Mavericks, without Luka Doncic tonight, still snapped the eighteen game winning streak of the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis got forty eight points tonight. So that's what I was going to say is Giannis is probably going to win MVP because he just won it and he's better. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like, how do you compete with that? It's we live in an age right now. Here's a take. This is one of the, probably the top three golden ages of basketball because the amount of high level play we have right now is to a point that The Ringer, which is a very respected publication, put out a list of their most valuable players of the year, and Luca was like fourth or something, even though he's averaging almost a 30-point triple-double. And also, it's not like a Westbrook-style low-efficiency one. It's very high efficiency. But people are doing so well right now. LeBron, Giannis, Harden, who you don't like to talk about, but he is... Having one of the best That's, seasons of all the time. The funniest thing to me is that yeah, that Harden is going to average like 38 points a game, and people are like, he's not even in the top five of yeah. MVP conversation just because people are so yeah. sick of them. Okay, Ernie is back. And we're back. So I'm going to need you to clip up that like two and a half minute discussion. We're releasing it as, release it as one it, episode. Release as a solo, a rapid fire <laughs> yeah. NBA podcast. We're being so productive right now. It's insane. I'll leave it in. But, I don't care. The next award is a very important one as well. I really did a good job. I got to say, so far, wow, what a job you've done, Drew. Thank you. You're welcome. Good job. Well, it's not over yet, so we're going to have to see about that. It only gets better. 
I gotta say, it really only gets. I've I really have uh, I've cut all the fat from this award show. Unlike every other award show, right? The next award is called the Bimbo Award. <laughs> this is for the movie that looks great but is pretty dumb. The movie that best exemplifies looking really good but being pretty stupid. Okay, here are your nominees: It Two, Joker, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Rocket Man and Alita Battle Angel. Thoughts? Wow. So, as soon as you said Joker, I was like, that's the one. But then you said Alita Battle Angel. I think Alita Battle Angel is a better movie than Joker, though. Whoa. I. I don't I, know I, about that. One. I, I, I have it know. ranked higher in my list. They're Alita, like the same rank. But Alita Battle Angel doesn't have a power, powerhouse I mean, performance. I would rather That's Alita true. Battle Angel win Best Picture over Joker. I wouldn't call Alita. Equally likely. I wouldn't call Alita <laughs> you, Battle Angel dumb. Alita Battle Angel is. Listen, it's nominated because I would call it dumb. It's it, at the very least is an average story that's like an amalgam of every story ever told I by wish, humans. So here's you know what the I mean? thing: I really wish that you guys would have seen Gemini Man because this would be the winner. Of this Why award. would I watch that though? No, but I'm saying that is the winner of this award. Where you look at it from like ten thousand feet away, and you're like, I know, God, this looks great. So but then you wait. watch it, and you're like, this sucks. And there's like the great name. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you said that this is the award for the movie that looks great but is pretty dumb. So yeah. am I picking the movie that is the worst of this list? No. Or that looks the best? I would say, no, the movie that best exemplifies the category. In that, it the difference between how it looks and how it is is the, the biggest. So then, then Joker, I have a nominee for it then. Well, I have a nominee, The Lion King. Ooh. It technically looks amazing. Hunter, that was the next nominee on my list, but I didn't think that either of you guys it, would bite on that. It honestly, it looks incredible. Like, yeah, if I'm just looking the, at it critically, yeah, but it. it sucks. It's The Lion King. So I'm going to take that as a win for yeah. myself. If you both want to give it to that, that was the sixth no, nominee. Because, because The Lion King is a technological feat. Mm-hmm. It is a technological marvel. But it's bad. But it's one of the worst movies I've seen this year. <laughs> so... By my own standards, Hunter, you're correct. Yeah, and I that is I the am. winner because even after after we've talked this out, I agree too. It was going to be Alita for me because that movie is also a technological feat, but it, it is not one of the worst movies I've seen this year, whereas Lion King yeah. is. So good job, guys. Good job by me. See, I've created a very balanced award show. So also, good job me. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> I can't we're and not thanking Colin. you, so you're thanking yourself. <laughs> Next up, though, this is called the Who Asked for This Award. This is for the movie that best exemplifies a movie that you really want. Even if you kind of like it or you're like into it, you're like, who wanted this to exist? Okay. This is also the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree because the answer to that is clear, and it's the masses yeah, for, I, for well, no I reason. That. that yeah, I had to agree. I have a better thought of yeah, this, but I want to hear it. Exactly. I had to I had to include no movies that the masses very clearly wanted. Even though okay. one of them you could you could argue definitely they did want. But Alita Battle Angel, Detective Pikachu, which you could say the masses wanted that, but the like the entirety of the movie after watching it I was like, but who wanted that? You know? Next up though, El Camino. Interesting entry, because it is a good movie, but you're like 
really who was like begging for El Camino? Probably no one. Next up, though, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Who in the who in God's green earth wanted that movie? Next up, a Men in Black movie (laughs) with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson as the leads, which none of us saw. Which did no Colin one, see that? None of us saw because none of us wanted it. No, I don't think Colin did either because no one wanted. No one, wanted. No one wanted that. The the final entry, and I think a pretty strong one as well. This is a stacked category. The concept of having two different Firefest documentaries in one. I year. was I was actually I was going to bring that up. That's what I was saying. See, whenever you said that, that. Didn't I do a good job? I'm with literally this? looking at fire and then Firefest like yeah. next to each you're other like, on my well, list. I'm like, well, yeah, because it's like the well, same. One of them you you would want, but two, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of have to give it to that just because that's what I was thinking. But between two ferns, the movie is also. A great nominee as well. Ernest, I'm going to let you... I didn't watch either of the Fire movies. Mm, interesting. Um, so I definitely did not ask for that. I didn't even <laughs> so try go. to seek them out. Uh, so of the ones that I did see that I didn't ask for, I guess Alita? I'm not too enthusiastic about that choice. I mean... Well, what is your uh, pick? Uh, Mine was live- the Firefest. Fest. Two li- different Firefest docs. A live-action Pikachu or live-action Pokemon movie is something I would definitely ask yeah. for. And it's yeah, something it's just that the execution. It gave me a taste of what that could be. Yeah, of what you wanted, but then you're like, what, does it need Deadpool? El Camino I definitely <laughs> would ask for because it's Vince Gilligan at the helm, for sure. I would definitely yeah, ask well, for that. Yeah, but also just out of nowhere, though, would you be like, you know what? I want to see Jesse. Yeah, just Jesse, no course. Walt. No. The thing is, though, Aaron Jess, Paul is very talented, of but course. he's also definitely worse than Walt as an actor. So I, don't, I guess that was just—I mean, you, you're allowed to disagree. Between two ferns, um, actually, I feel like I might go with between two ferns because mm. ultimately that ended up just more of a shrug than Alita. Yeah. Because Alita, I was like, well, there's something here. Yeah, with between two ferns, I was like, uh, "There's really nothing okay." So, here. what is your vote? You have to call it right now. Between those two, I mean, I didn't see Men in Black and I didn't see Fire. Between, the- but even just the concept, though, you have so, to, you can't regard what you've watched and what okay. you haven't. If I had to compare Alita to Between Two Ferns, I would actually say that Between <laughs> Two Ferns is the better movie. Yeah, but that's actually my pick because it's more of a dud. It's it's more of a why yeah so what is your biggest why hunter just to keep the the discourse going i'm gonna go with the two different fire documentaries that there was literally two of them that were released wow. they were even released on the same day they were released a week apart from each other mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. so it was like you watched one and then you had to like hear about the discourse yeah. of like well this is why you should watch the other so, one it's like oh so it's the same story these are you have the two strongest categories aside from my pick, which was Men in Black featuring Hemsworth and Thompson. Because I, that one should know that, Well, that movie is the one that is most uh, produced by like an algorithm, but no one wants it. You know what I mean? Like that that's the movie that like the computer was wrong about. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, nostalgia. That's movie. really for a future year, that's another category. The computer was wrong award. But for this one, I have to give it to two Firefest documentaries because that is something really rare that one thing I would be really, really into the concept of, but 
the concept of having two movies about not like a similar thing like you know there's the concept of two movies like cheaper by the dozen and like yours mine and ours they're they're both about couples having a lot of kids right that's seen as the same thing. No, no, no. This is the exact same thing. Especially when you think about documentary. It's so hard to make a documentary. Yes. And that they made two of them, and they spent, like, millions of dollars just making two documentaries about literally the exact the same, same thing. thing. It, it's, from, like, a fraction of a POV different from each other. Like, yeah, they're not even coming from thing, it from two different I angles. I would argue that that may be the all-time winner for this award because it is so absurd. <laughs> To happen, even though I enjoyed both of them because I wanted fire content, firefest content. I was obsessed with this when it happened. Fucking fire content. So to get two docs, and also I feel like they do both fill in the gaps of each other's documentaries. However, the concept is just so insane. Next award, firefest wins. Next award, the limitless award for the movie that isn't great but it does steal your heart. Okay. Your nominees. Alita Battle Angel. No, shut up. <laughs> Feel free to nominate your own. because that, Alita might have the most noms so far. <laughs> this <laughs> is not a nominee go. for this category. <laughs> Let's go. This is a category that is very personal, so I encourage you, if you feel your own nominee, to nominate it, okay? But it's not great. It steals your heart. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Detective Pikachu. It too. Spider-Man Far From Home. Rocket Man. And Shazam. So, All movies that you couldn't call like groundbreaking in any way. However, they do they might steal your heart so because this, they're not bad. This hurts my heart, but this movie might be bad, but I just fucking love it. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's Beach Bum. I think Beach Bum might be like bad. No, I think it is great. I, I know a I know several people that fucking hate this movie well here's the thing though since it since you both have to nominate it it is disqualified now. okay okay then i I'll, so I, ernie, I put it up there but I... what are your what are your thoughts ernie on this category? a movie that isn't great but steals my heart i mean to be honest with you 2019 was pretty lacking on that front of something that like wasn't great but did steal my heart from the ones you nominated, I think you covered all the bases of what that would be. I think so. And I think, I think Shazam would be my pick. And I mean, I honestly do think Shazam is great. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't but, it doesn't make my criteria yeah, of isn't great. But it is it's a matter of like technically is it really like moving anything forward in any way? Yes. In my opinion, yes, because we have sunken into a area of superhero storytelling that doesn't focus on normal people uh that focuses on millionaires and billionaires and superpowered wow. people and shazam zeroes in on regular everyday okay folks. so Ernest, here's the question though are you are you voting for it or are you trying to disqualify it from the award because it's actually is great. I do think it is great. I do think so it's overqualified to well, be any. but if it's a nominee would you vote for it it does steal my heart it's so it, I would, the whole thing is that it's not great, but it steals your No, it, it's going to be probably the only movie that wins anything at the Wabamis, so I'm just going to go <laughs> ahead and give it to it. Hunter. I, what do you see, think? See, because be, I was thinking about that, and I think that Shazam might be overqualified for it. So, like, I'm looking, like, How to Train Your Dragon 3. I fucking love that movie. I it love is. the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Yeah. It's... At least the second best of the franchise, if not the third best. 
Um, I was. It's funny because right next to it on my list, I have a uh, uh, Lego Movie Two, which is a movie that is just completely forgotten about from the psyche. That did not steal my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think I already, triple, I already put up one nominee. Triple at, Frontier stole your heart. I, I Triple Frontier fucking stole my heart. That's if, not I, a can nominee. I put out what another we, nominee? What are can we I talking? Keep about? nominating Shut, things. You guys are ruining everything. Fuck it. I, I let's keep the discourse going, baby. Let's go with How Train Your Dragon Three: Hidden World. Okay. These are both, I would say, two of my top three, okay? But I'm going to go with Shazam because I actually... Shazam's a better movie. Well, the thing is, I voted for all of these on my own, and I voted for Shazam because I actually, I disagree. I do not think it's great because I think there are a lot of compromises that are in fashion with every other superhero movie's compromises. I think it has a lot of things that go against it because it is simply in a universe. Uh... So that's what prevents it from being great, in my opinion. When it's it's kind of close. Same with How to Train Your Dragon, though. That's a really, really good movie. But Shazam stole my heart more. So I vote for that. Shazam wins. But the Oof. ending, the ending of How to Train Your Dragon, he bring, brings the little babies and they were in the dragon. That's a great ending. Yeah, so, yeah. sure. I, uh, I cry. The Limitless Award goes to Shazam. Next up. So does that mean that Zachary Levi is going to take the drug and be very smart? Yes. You're going to be very superhero. Actually, wouldn't that be pretty cool? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. That's the answer is yes. The next award is called the Handyman Award. Okay. This award goes to the movie that could improve the most if one single thing were fixed about it. Mm. All right. So, it could improve the most if you just fix one thing. Your nominees. Us. For fully explaining its ending without narrowing down its message. Joker, the script. (laughs) (laughs) That's too much of a thing. It too, the script. (laughs) The Irishman, the length. Spider-Man Far From Home, the obvious Gyllenhaal heel turn that we all saw coming. That's it. Those are your nominees. That's so it. So I feel free to nominate your own. Okay. So oh, it's Joker. Oh well, it's a hundred percent Joker. I feel like the script is too broad. Like I really don't think that there is much that was going to make Joker like a masterpiece. Yeah, that's why you throw out the script. I you think keep that Jillian or uh, Joaquin. And you give him a better script. So I still don't think... I think that Joker had an obvious ceiling on it from the get-go. I think that ceiling was an 8. I think that the ceiling of us, though, was a 10. Mm. Oh, yeah, because it is. And, it could improve the most. And well, I think it could have improved... So I think that go, I, go numerical with it, though. What is your numbers for what it is and what it could become? Think about that. I mean, it ends up working about the same, because I'd say Joker is about 6, and maybe at, at total best, Joker would be like an 8. And I think that at worst, us is like a seven point five, and at best, it could be like a ten. Okay, so, so that's, that's your. I'm going to say us because I just think that it's not. It, it is. It's just certain. I would just instead of even just summing it down like you did, I would say the exposition as a whole. If you improve that aspect of it, I think there's a chance that it could okay. be perfect. Ernie, oh, I'm going Joker. Throw out the script. Give it. Give him a new one. My vote was for Joker. 
because that's I, 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 I just thought that was too broad. To, the, the script versus one specific thing. To say that the ceiling for Joker is an eight, though, is disrespectful to Joaquin Phoenix. It is. Yeah, because, well, he sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Joaquin's also bad. while you're at it, throw out the the director. Well, here's the thing, though. It is well directed. It's just the director is an asshole. Mm-hmm. It is very well shot and well framed. Yeah. So and it's starring maybe the best actor we have right now Props. in every frame of the movie. You guys, Props to I'm the... glad that you didn't say the Irishman or something. That's the that's the no, that's not the winner. Props to this uh, director of photography, though. Exactly. It's it has a really really great cinematography. And it's starring Joaquin Phoenix, who is one of the best actors of our time in almost every frame. So to imply that the ceiling of that movie is an eight is disrespectful. I just I feel like the script is too broad of a thing. You gave us a very direct thing. Well, because to parts of us is script are great, but script is just like well, it's, it's so you gotta rewrite the entire fucking movie, man. I don't know what to tell you. But you almost don't. But the thing is, I'm close to you though, Hunter, because us is an eight for me, and it could be a ten. Uh, Joker is a seven for me, and it could be a ten. I don't think Joker could ever be a ten. But why not? I think at the ceiling it could be a nine. Why is it? I don't poorly think that, shot. No, I don't think no. there's any superhero movie that's a ten. I don't Shut think the up. dark. No, I honestly, I don't think that any like. I think that genre has a cap to it. I mean, that's a good argument, but I, I like. I don't think I love the Dark Knight. I love a lot of superhero movies, but I don't think that there's like. A 10 out of 10 superhero I know, but you called it a 6 originally, so a ceiling of a 9 is still a winner for you, if you really think about it. Yeah, Joaquin... I guess if we're looking at... It's Joaquin, and it's well shot. What do you want other than that? I I feel like you guys both are disrespecting this movie. No, no, no. So I misunderstood, because I put at, like, what its ceiling could be. Not the biggest gap. No, it's the gap. It's about the gap. Okay, because I was saying that Us has a higher ceiling than... No, Joker no, no. Did. Of course it does, because it's already higher. You Listeners know what I mean? should know that Drew does have clown makeup on right now. <laughs> the whole point of this was to kill both of you <laughs> on air. No. I he just, has a BAM gun I feel like you guys are misrepresenting this movie because Todd Phillips is an asshole. It's Here's, because I know this movie's going to win Best Picture this year, so I'm already I know. bummed about well, it. Well, that is... It's the La La Land thing, where, like, in retrospect... Except La La Land's good. I know, but in retrospect, people think less of La La Land... And especially if it had won, they would have thought nothing of it. But the thing is, this is a movie that the director said one thing that was kind of assholey. It's well shot. It has a good cinematographer. It has the best actor who had, by the way, a lot of creative pull in the movie. Uh, he made a lot of choices in the movie. Uh, like the clown makeup. No, but the best scene in the movie was Joaquin's idea. Like, he had a lot of pull. Todd gave him a lot of pull. The makeup on the tongue. The thing is, though... Todd, the reason he's an asshole is because he said, oh, you can't say anything anymore. The reason he said that is because all of Todd Phillips' friends are middle-aged comedians. That's why he puts mm, them in his movies. That's right. All middle-aged comedians say that phrase. He said what all his friends say all the time. It's just that he's a director, and so it got a lot of backlash. If you guys both could see the voting records of all of your favorite directors, you would puke. Because they're all fucking Republicans. Look, man. like Todd oh, wow. just said one thing. They're all that bad of people because they're all very rich people. Look, it's just that Todd said something. And most directors are smart enough to shut up. So Steven Spielberg is a MAGA head? So I guarantee you he's a Republican. I, so here's the thing. So I, the just went, I just went to New York and like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like, is it just me or are things getting crazy out there? You get what I'm saying, though? You, 
I feel like we should just appreciate the fact that we got a movie that's entirely starring Joaquin and it's pretty All well I'm going to say is that I have a Joaquin I feel like- movie that's showing up on my best of the decade film list and it's yeah. him working with actually a good director. Yeah, but even if he works doing. with like an all right director who shot a pretty good looking movie, you have a Joaquin movie that's all Joaquin and you should appreciate that for what it is. Instead of just being like, oh, he said one thing I don't like, so I don't like the whole movie. I misinterpreted. No, the, I, it's as, a pretty good movie, man. As I'm telling you the guys, greatest it's a pretty coach good movie. of all time once said I misinterpreted the rules. So yeah, I, that's that's what I thought, Hunter. And you guys would have. I lost. thought it was fine to film the Bengals sideline. You know what? You guys would have lost to the Bengals by thirty unless you had filmed them. <laughs> Look, I'm really, really proud of Todd Phillips graduating from college. <laughs> If you want to talk yeah, about college, college level direction, about, if we we're going to college now, you would have a Joker poster on your wall, and <laughs> well, the thing is, you'd though, be watching clips of Joker in all of your film also, classes. Also, college level direction is like when I think of that, I think low. Like this isn't what any college movie I've seen looks like because it has high budget and it has an amazing actor. We got to move on to the next category. Yeah. We've talked way too long about Joker, and I, you know, who I'm is literally losing brain cells as <laughs> the, we talk. Hot take: the hottest, the best college director of all time is Edgar Wright because he likes gimmicks. Yeah, he likes college college level right gimmicks, aka match cuts, audio cuts, things I mean, like him, that. It's him and Tarantino. Yeah, best. The next award is called the. In quotes. Oh yeah, no, I didn't see that one. I'll have to check it out. Award <laughs> for the movie that is always in the conversation, but you really have to wonder who the fuck saw it, and you cannot take into account what you have seen. Mm. It's the vibe of the movie. Okay, gotcha. it's like the um, oh god, what was the Glenn Close movie last year? The wife. The wife exactly. Where it's like oh yeah, the wife. Yeah, yeah, of course. But especially for Hunter, because you somehow have seen like every movie. Yeah, you're I, not allowed to I take that myself. into account. I hate so myself your nominees. For it. Pain and Glory, <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Harriet, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, The Two Popes, and The Laundromat. What do you think? I'm between two right here. Isn't it, isn't it an and interesting award? I've, so it's, it's between what I think will be like an awards darling and what's a critic's darling. So I think... I'm going to go ahead and disqualify the two popes because that actually hasn't premiered on Netflix yet as of this recording. So once that actually does make it live on the service, maybe that'll be erased from the list. Well, but also though the vibe of it, I feel like has premiered. You, I, I don't, are, I don't I've already, so. I've already watched the vibe. No, I know. What you, I know what you're talking about. Though. Like, it's all about it's almost better if you haven't seen anything, because I think I'm between Pain and Glory and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Well, Portrait of a Lady, I would also disqualify because there's been such a grand push of this movie is not available to the masses. Like, it's not even people are like, you can't watch. It. It's a masterpiece. But you yeah, can't watch it's it. not. You don't even have an option. So of the movies that are an option but i've just dropped the ball on getting around to them it's between the laundromat and pain and glory where'd you go bernadette nobody's talking about that nobody saw that nobody cares about that so it's that only coming out. back up because kate blanchett's nominated yeah. for golden globe so for me it's between pain and glory and the laundromat what about you hunter um I would have to give it to Pain and Glory, though, because of the Antonio uh, buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that so, was in theaters. I was, I was between Pain and Glory and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And whenever I try and disagree with Ernest, it hasn't worked out for me. So I might go with Pain and Glory. That's not true. It has twice. I'm keeping track. 
However, though, that means it wins. Pain and Glory wins. Um, what was your vote? Mine was for Where'd You Go, Bernadette, because that trailer, you literally physically couldn't watch that and be like, oh, I should check it out. The only uh, reason you would ever... it's not good, though. So it, well, exactly. But the only but reason... there's no conversation about it. it. It got nominated for a Golden Globe already for... Because, because re- it's Kate Blanchett. Well, yeah, that's really what this category is, is... Really, there's always an underappreciated actress that gets awarded for a movie that no one has ever seen, right? It's usually Meryl or fucking, you know, one of the old ladies. But I, that trailer, I was like, okay, it's going to be around, but I'm not going to fucking so watch So I just shit. always think, especially with the Golden Globes, there's always one person you can just throw away and just not ever think about them. Like, think about a, a couple years ago whenever Downsizing came out and the chick from Downsizing was in it. And that movie bombed horribly. And she was there and there was just people, like, sing beside her that, like, clapped for her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Good for you, kid. It's just, for me, that it. movie, the, from the second I saw it, I was like, that's one nomination and no views you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that is the definition of this award however pain and glory is also the definition of this award yeah even if it's great pain and glory is a really good movie i know but I even if movie, it's great the only nominee nobody, nobody's gonna see that it's all in spanish yeah and it will only get nom- one nomination thing. which is for the actor that's why that's almost it. in a way parasite is almost even in that kind of it's kind of a higher tier than that but like general audiences aren't gonna see it which kind it, but of it's also it, it's also but, qualified as kind of a hit for what it is because yeah. for a foreign movie it's made more money than almost any yeah. other foreign movie in the last decade. Well, and that's why I was thinking of like, is it like awards buzz or is it critics buzz? Because Portrait of a Lady on Fire, everybody's like, this movie is the movie of the. Well, we year, haven't even given we haven't even Everybody's been given the option. I have that screener, baby. Well, let's stay up till fucking four a.m., baby. <laughs> The next award is called the it's called the Denzel Washington Award for the performance that is just fucking oozing with movie star charisma. Your nominees. This is a packed category. Your nominees are Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc in Knives Out. Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa in The Irishman. Jennifer Lopez as Ramona Vega in Hustlers. Beanie Feldstein as Molly in Booksmart. Brad Pitt as Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Matthew McConaughey as Moondog <laughs> in Beach Bum. Shit, you threw me a curveball at the end there. And Matt Damon as Carol Shelby in Ford vs. Ferrari. Movie star charisma. Keep that in mind. What do you think? Movie. Oh, man. I really want to give this to Brad Pitt. Fuck it, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it! See, I disagree. If you're talking about like true Denzel, especially late stage Denzel, it's gotta be Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is hamming it up to fucking not even eleven, he's hamming it up to like twenty five in this movie. And that's what Denzel is in most movies at this point. Mm. Is he's just going all in. He's just like, I'm here. I'm going to get nominated for an Oscar for fucking Fences right now. Like, I'm just going to hey, do my Denzel that's thing. That's a great movie. I'm just going to do my Daniel Craig thing. I'm just going to talk in a southern accent and people are going to eat this shit up. Because I'm one of the best actors alive. Brad Pitt stood on a fucking roof and took his shirt off and I creamed my pants brad pitt's he's weird i almost <laughs> feel like he's too good for this category because i think that he's that makes actually no going sense. To no win. no the, the category is called the denzel washington award for movie star no i know Charisma. but i'm talking about just like somebody just like, the feeling of i'm watching a bona fide star right now 
Okay, watch the the climax to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Brad Pitt is on acid and is reacting to <laughs> a murderer walking into his boss's house and he's like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so if this is I was more thinking of it in the Denzel role. No, if no, we're going, it's not if it's we're not just for who's acting star. like Denzel. It's who has that it factor that Denzel had for so long where it was like, God damn. Well, if we're going for pure, like, actual, like, superstar, like, you see them on the screen, they steal every moment that they're in, that's Brad Pitt. And I agree with you. Okay. Well, that means that Brad Pitt is the winner. I disagree. Here's your vote. It's official, buddy. My vote is for Jennifer Lopez. I'm a husband. And Hustlers. Because Brad Pitt doesn't steal every scene that he's in with Leo. Jennifer Lopez steals every single moment of hustlers okay however you guys win brad pitt wins and also i can't really knock that because he's brad pitt he literally does have the most movie star charisma of any movie star technically so like how could i go against it how many awards are left here in this awards because it's now 23 more awards left (laughs) during this (laughs) no i'm just kidding there are two more Okay. Oof. Yeah. All right. So calm the fuck down. Here. Shut up. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just asking. These hey. are the two most important awards. Guys, we're doing great. Okay. I ordered these very intentionally. These are the two most significant awards that you could give out. I just want to let the listeners know that I, in my notes, I wrote down Cliff Booth as Cliff Booth. <laughs> the next award is called the Winner of the Year Award. Oh, man. Okay. This is for the winner of I, the year. I in, already have it right here. In film. Okay. I'm ready. However, this is kind of like a multi-faceted award because right. it's not just like an actor who can win this award. Yeah, 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 Anyone can win this, including whoever you guys choose to nominate. However, there's one exclusion, and that is Disney as a company. You cannot nominate Disney. <laughs> oh, you can't just nominate Bob Iger? <laughs> they are a monopoly. That's not fair. <laughs> I'm going to pull your dick out of your pants. <laughs> so your answers, your, your, your nominees... Netflix, for having three or four movies in the awards hunt come serious awards season. That's a pretty big deal. Brad Pitt. Marriage Story, Irishman, Two Popes. Yeah. Next up, Brad Pitt, for having two of his best performances ever in what some would call a late stage year of the man's career. This man's about 50. That's pretty big. Next up, fall releases as a whole for saving 2019 because it was fucking awful until fall yeah i almost jumped off a bridge next up adam driver for sustained excellence including 2019 but not even excluded to 2019 that's the one sustaining it over the next few or over the last few years next up though it was a real curveball when he sang sondheim in the rise of skywalker (laughs) that was crazy next up is marvel for endgame plus Spider-Man. It's Adam Driver. To me, it's this there, is this well, is. Well, there is one more. If you would oh, just oh, let oh, me oh, I'm sorry. Talk. You change your fucking number of nominees every time. Okay, Doctor Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it's that's how the Oscars work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mister Globes. <laughs> <laughs> the final nominee. I think this is an interesting one. Film Twitter for impacting the discourse of film more than any other thing this year including sonic the bullying of sonic <laughs> uh the superhero discourse of of the past few months etc 
So, I have a nominee. It's fucking Martin Scorsese, bitch, for for delivering one of the greatest films of his career and a, 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 a eulogy for his own life and this in the the everything that his career has signified and, and defined, and for fucking dragging clap clap Bob Iger through the mud with his New York Times op-ed and showing the world that even though he's in his fucking 70, he still knows what the fuck is up. That is Ernest nominee. So I, I'm, I, I clapping back against that. Um, it's Adam Driver for me. And this is, I think that 2019 is going to be the year of Adam Driver. I, he's going to win the Oscar for best actor for marriage story. Um, I think that between this, he's going to be in the second best-selling movie of the year if it wasn't for Marvel releasing their magnum opus. Is he, though? Because he's under a mask, so we're not sure if that's actually him. <laughs> Shut up. Because Ryan Johnson made a point to take the mask off and actually show his performance. Yeah, we're probably not even actually going to see him actually perform in this. But he's still collecting them checks, baby. And, I mean... Nobody ended up seeing it, but he was still in the report, which by all accounts isn't a great movie, but by Scott Z. Burns, that was another attempt of him just swinging for it and just like, this is the year that I'm going to get my fucking award. And that's what he's going to fucking get this year. He's going to win the Oscar. This is the year because now after this year, he is untethered from the Star Wars machine. He is going to be an A-list actor for the 2020s. And that's why I think that he wins 2019 I will give over it, any corporation. I will give it to Adam Driver because I do like your nomination. Uh, if I could turn back time, I would nominate if Scorsese for that. If we could turn back time, do the good old days. Oh, okay. If I could turn back time. Oh, no. I was singing 21 Pilots, the greatest rock band that won 2019. But it is rare that an actor is in massive massive blockbusters beyond the scale of what we've ever seen and also multiple uh oscar buzz movies in one year and also kind of in every year but in the past few years he's, he's been done owning this. the late 2010s. it's it's kind of unbelievable um my pick may have not been that this is one that i actually kind of couldn't choose in but i i think i kind of i, I agree with adam driver he's gonna take the win but i do respect the scorsese pick absolutely the final you fucking better. <laughs> the final award, the most prestigious award that we bought a mic with all of Wait, our lore. I just want to know what is the score between me and Ernest right now? Are we There's tied? no, no. You're getting it. No, <laughs> you're losing because you asked that question. <laughs> I think I'm winning. Yeah, you I were, but now you're question. losing because <laughs> no, you asked that question. The final award is with all of the lore and history of we bought a mic. This is the most important award that we could give out. It's called. The Honestly Visually Stunning Award. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. For Outstanding Achievement in Stunningly Honest Visuals. Previously awarded to Blade Runner 2049. And this year, your nominees. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Us. Parasite. Climax. 1917. The Lighthouse. And Toy Story 4. And also, not 1917. I was going to say, 1917 is immediately removed because none of you guys have seen it, even though it's the best cinematography of the year. If it's you the Lighthouse. Made... It's the Lighthouse. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Once Upon a Time, Us, 
Parasite Climax, 1917. Did you guys even see Climax? No. The yeah, Lighthouse. So- this was one that E.P. Colin really insisted I include. Was there a seventh? Was there a seventh? Toy Story 4. Oh. We did Wax Poetic about several shots in Toy Story 4. I, and I don't want to take that movie for granted No, that movie is amazing. Because I, that movie looks unbelievable. I love Toy Story 4. I think that's amazing. I think whatever you're talking about, honestly, honestly, poetic visuals, though, has to go to The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is the most visually unique movie of any movie that's come out this year or possibly of the decade that it's so goddamn stylistic that there's no other movie like it and it is honest with its visuals and, and i, I think like the the shot composition and all of the visual storytelling directly inform what the movie is trying to say about masculinity so that being said and I, repression and, and trauma and all these things i would like to nominate velvet buzzsaw for this one. um <laughs> fuck that is, fucking the, that's the crazy <laughs> thing about the movie is it even didn't really look that great no that's you should have had if i could nominate a word for the the worst uh the worst art stop art fest yeah movie of the that year. would be a way to narrow it down because i movie. was trying to do like a worst movie award but the thing is i've watched so many bad movies that, like, at least Ernie hasn't watched. If we're talking about Tall Girl, I don't know if you even watched that. Hunter. I watched Tall Girl. Tall Girl, The Perfect Date. Like, the, you can't, you can't make that category. So, are we, are we in agreement on the Lighthouse? I mean, as far as like or pure what, visual quality goes, I, I, I love the look of Once Upon. We're a talking Time in honestly visuals. I, I think Parasite is perfectly shot. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is perfectly shot. But the way the cinematography informs the story in The Lighthouse, I'm going to have to give it to The Lighthouse. And I also give it to The Lighthouse. So we have our second unanimous choice of the first ever Wabamis. And, and that also concludes the Congratulations, first Congratulations, Roger Eggers. You have to come in Roger person. Roger Eggers. <laughs> Robert. Robert Eggers. You have to come in Robert person to Deacons. collect your Scoot McNary scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> Your your Scoots Hog Award for outstanding big penis. All right, oh, let's God. let's have a high five, boys. Let's good job. Let's go. We've I been think, recording for job. six hours now. I think this I is an absolute home. win. I'm <laughs> proud of what I've created. I think this is objectively. I would rather like hear these awards on television rather than what they actually give out on television. Um, also, I think we like divvied it up pretty evenly bef- between all the good movies of the year. I think, yeah, it's, uh, it's called uh, good writing. I think the only great movie of the year that didn't get anything was Parasite. Yeah, like, us Parasite didn't win either, but some of the awards were negative, so you can't really knock it. Also, that hard. Marty, next time we'll have to add more awards. Marty, I fought for you. I really, I really tried. I was out there. I, I. I did my best, yeah. but you know, Marty, it is what it is, and uh, I, I, I understand. Scorsese wins the award for worst action involving an old man who's trying to act like a middle-aged man award. <laughs> trying to, to like <laughs> to kick the shit out of a guy and act like he's forty somebody. when he's really eighty. He wins that award. Also, though, that is a great movie. Scorsese wins the award for walking into a meeting with Bob Iger and getting <laughs> shot in the face. <laughs> I, I just. 
I wanted to shine a spotlight on categories that are way more interesting to me than best actor because that is the ultimate really every award show is the ultimate in apples to oranges where you are comparing like the 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 golden globes divvy up musicals comedies between like drama but every other award show is even worse than that because first of all musical and comedy are vastly different but so are musical comedy and drama and horror they all deserve their own separate award shows but we don't get that. But you know what does is the Wabamis. The Wabamis incorporates all the little things One, that you that you do take note of when you watch movies, but you do not award until now. One note I would give to the um, executive producer. <sighs> We're out of time. I'm so sorry, Ernest. Too much emphasis on movies that didn't quite work, that didn't quite make the mark. I think the whole point of, of awards is to give recognition to the movies that did make Mm. the mark i don't agree with that because that's the point of all awards and even if they're wrong in who they give the award to every award show is trying to give the awards to the best and i think that a year in film is so much more dynamic than just the best Mm -hmm. i i want to remember the Alita Battle Angels of the year. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. otherwise we would and just... And the Shazams. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the good movies and the whatever movies, because otherwise we would just kind of forget about all of them come awards season. Right. Also, a movie that only got briefly mentioned um, in this podcast, John Wick 3. Great movie. Shout out to John Wick 3, not nominated for Best Stunt well, Team. Yeah, that is... Because, yeah, that category does exist in normal award shows, so I couldn't give it out. But, like, how could it not get nominated? It's fucking amazing. Literally, what is the... Like, that is... That's what shows you that this award show is... You can't buy the Wabamis. The Wabamis is the premier film award show. Like, tell me that this wasn't better than the fucking Oscars. The Oscars suck. Right. And we're going to have our best movies of 2019, and we're going to dig a little bit deeper into all of these... Uh, movies, maybe some that we haven't seen yet. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, thanks, Drew. Thank you. I will do this every year. I yes, and let's switch up the categories. No, I will. The, the categories will change definitely because remember- next time the actual thing is going to be like a four-hour telecast. Yeah, because yeah, be we'll on- do like our own <laughs> our own versions of the best original songs. Yeah, we'll just have a break where we sing like Spirit. By Beyonce from the Lion King soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Remember last year, I gave out a bunch of awards, like Cultural Relevance Award, Most Tears, Best yeah. Female Performance, yeah, the Gut Punch Award. I've done that. Yeah, we've all done that where we just like spontaneously, like yeah. we just like give awards. But these awards need some sense of officiality because they are important. The, the entire scope of the year in film is very important and only a fraction of it gets credence. I agree. So you're welcome, world. This was this has been a swift hour, and you're welcome for that also, because it could have been a lot more. Thank God. Thank you for listening to this special episode of We Bought a Mic. Follow us at We Bought a Mic on social media and email us at We Bought a Mic at gmail.com. Please check out our epic behemoth monster best albums of 2010s decade podcast. <laughs> <laughs> With special guest Danny Sewane, and perhaps a uh, little uh, uh, We Fought a Mike Mystery Hot Take podcast coming at you 
in the coming weeks. Also, Star Wars, Little Women, Uncut Gems, and Come then on. Give our, me another shot. our big old Listomania extravaganza. I will say in January, Uncut Gems and 1917 are the two movies that I wanted to include into this award show. However. The Uncut vibe Gems of, would have been up there. For well, Adam Sandler's heat checks. However, the the, the vibe of where we're at at this point in the night was more important than including those two movies because otherwise, who knows how well it would have gone. But this went perfectly. This I'm glad. Went, this went so well. All right. Thanks for listening. Recommend it to your friends. Five stars on iTunes. You know the drill. Share it. Love it. Take it. Fuck it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.